Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. everyone and welcome to episode 95 of parenting in real life welcome in <laughs> that's german i think i don't speak any languages english you is my second like language you speak english it's your second language yes what's your first language grunts <laughs> i grunted until i was three that's uh, not not true. I've been told by his mother that that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so our parenting and real life moment today is we went on a hike, which is supposed to be a fun thing, but it we have five kids. So we were probably five minutes out of the car, two minutes into the hike, when two of our five kids were crying. <laughs> One was crying because even though I told him a dozen times... That it was cold where we're going. We're going up in the mountains, and it is going to be cold. He was still wearing shorts. He did wear a jacket, luckily. Barely. But he's like, my legs are freezing. We're like, yeah, we told you. But life lesson learned for him. The other one was just crying because that's what she does right now. She's been having a hard life lately. (laughs) She was just having a moment. So it wasn't hike-related, but... She's good at making it related to the thing you're doing right then. She somehow sprained her ankle getting out of the car or something. (laughs) So anyway, lots of tears. Very, very early on in the hike. But this is cool. This doesn't always happen. So I'm with you if this isn't how it goes for you. But we actually saved it. I thought, you know what? If I give him something to do then he will forget that he's cold. So I was like, Nathan, you should do a time lapse of this hike. Because I've seen those and they look really cool. Ended up that the time lapse was stupid. Because Apple's time lapse only works for like five minutes. Well, and Nathan, he's looking all around so it's not steady on something. So when we looked at it, it was like crazy all over the place. We're like, oh, okay. Delete that one. (laughs) It was a seizure. But what it did do is distract him. So then he was all good. The other that was struggling, she wasn't good. But then about about a halfway in, Alexis gave her her phone. Mm -hmm. And so then she became a little photographer. And some of her stuff actually turned out because it wasn't a time lapse. And so it was great. We distracted them. It just got them out of their funk. Neither of them were, like, it was nothing serious. So it was just the funk. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need something to get you out of the funk. And then they were fine. And they didn't even film the whole time. But we ended up having a really cool hike. We saw two moose in. We did. We actually saw two on the drive that were in the river. And then we saw two when we were up on the hike. It was so cool. We had never, I don't think we've ever seen moose before. Yeah. Comment in the social. When you see something out the window in the car, do you tell your kids or not? (laughs) We generally do and we never should because. Because usually somebody misses it. They're like, I didn't see it. Go back. We're like, no, we can't drive back. And then they start crying that they missed it. We're like, Tears. So half the kids see it and the other half don't. That's our parenting in a nutshell. (laughs) Most of the time, sharing good things with your kids is a bad thing. Just keep them ignorantly in the dark all the time. Yes, but we did. So we saw the moose. We saw a squirrel. It was so fun. He was digging by the tree and he got a nut that he had buried. And then he sat on the 
tree like root and was just eating it so that was really fun and we also saw some neat birds so and beautiful trees so it's a good hike overall but we're not endorsing hikes or fun things with your kids <laughs> again because they don't turn out well see previous comment our parenting hack was given to us by our, our sister and that is We've been saying you need to get on ordering your Christmas presents. We've now seen articles about it. Yeah. Like it is real. They are circling now. <laughs> and it's still overwhelming. And I know your kids are going to change their mind and all the things. But your kids, if they change their mind, aren't going to get any Christmas presents. <laughs> so what my sister said, and she has five kids too, they're taking one kid a night and they're doing it. And, of course, they do it mostly online. And that's what we do too. So we're going to do that. Yeah. And just chip away at it. By the end of the week, we will have five kids Christmas done. And ordered. And that way, because I think they said that shipping is going to be backed up. So that way, if you order now and it takes a couple weeks to get here, it's okay. Because it'll be here by Christmas. Or months. <laughs> or months. It could take months. months. And out of, yeah. Also, Amazon and Target are kicking off their Black Friday prices now. So you're not even going to save money by waiting. You're just going to get nothing by waiting. <laughs> So, you've been hacked. Again, we're (laughs) letting you know to buy your Christmas presents Do it, do it now. Do it now. And now for our Hot Mess Hot Minute. So today we are interviewing Siri Payne, who is a life coach, and she was my life coach for six months, and she is awesome. You are going to love this episode. This is all about how to achieve your dreams as a parent. She does focus a lot on motherhood, but we tried to have it focus on both moms and dads. Yeah, because I was there. Because this is a mom and dad podcast. (laughs) But she talks about, you know, time, money, just a good mindset of how to be able to achieve that dream that you've been wanting to do. And she also talks about like realistic things like working it out with your spouse and working that together so that way... It's not just all on you and you're not feeling guilty for taking away time and money from your family and stuff. So super great interview. Hopefully this helps you if you do have that urge or a desire of something that you want to pursue, but just feel like you can't right now because of your family circumstances. So hopefully this will help you see how you can make that happen no matter what stage of life that you're in. It is really good. My favorite part is that after... She told Alexis that I was a good interviewer, so definitely listen. <laughs> she did. She's like, he's listening so well, just so attentive and stuff. And I was like, yeah, he's he's good. <laughs> the only standardized test I ever got a good grade on was the listening one. I love listening, so it's a gift. That's not true. It is true. The ACT? Well, in yeah. elementary school. Oh, I was like, college testing, you nah, nailed We're not going to share that. He nah, nailed, nailed nah. it. <laughs> Anyway, enjoy. Well, we are so excited to be interviewing Siri Payne today. And before she introduces herself, I just wanted to let you guys know how I found her. So I love podcasts and I was listening to a podcast and I think it was the second time that I had heard you on an interview and you were talking about like scheduling and stuff like that. And I'm a very schedule type person, very particular about those type of things. And you were talking about how you only have certain days that you wash your hair. <laughs> and I, 
I also only have certain days that I wash my hair. And I thought I was so weird for only washing my hair on Sundays and Thursdays. Like those are my days. And so when I heard you say that, I was like her, I need her to be my life coach because I'm like, Oh, we think the same. I knew you would just get me. And I was looking for a life coach anyway. And so I was it was because you said that I was like, I, I need Siri to be my life coach. And, and she was my life coach for six months. And it was so amazing. I was really struggling. And I just felt like I couldn't get out of this like pit that I was in. And Siri really pulled me out of that and helped me kind of figure out my life and what I wanted and stuff. So it was so she's amazing. If you're looking for a life coach, definitely <laughs> sign up with Siri because she's awesome. Oh, thank you. And I too only wash my hair on Thursdays and Sundays. So <laughs> we even picked the same more, day. That's we're right. more alike. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really crazy. But if you heard the podcast, it's it's not as crazy. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Let us know who you are, what you do, and all that fun stuff. Well, I am Siri and yes, it is pronounced like the iPhone. I'm a mother to three teenage daughters. They are 15, 17, and 19. And I just recently took on the role of mother-in-law as well. So that's kind of a new fun thing for us and our family. I have been married for 22 years and I taught special education prior to becoming a certified life coach. And so now in my coaching role, I help moms create confidence and really simplify their life and their schedules and their business strategies so that they can go after their dreams of growing a successful business without sacrificing those things that they value most, such as like family relationships, health, sleep, you know, all those things that we find important. Okay. Well, to get started with our interview today, we wanted to talk about pursuing dreams moms in particular but you know Alan's here too so I thought it would be important to talk about dads pursuing dreams too and I think especially once you're kind of doing the family thing I think both parents kind of struggle with what to do and when to do it and stuff so that's what we're going to be discussing today our first question is especially as a stay-at-home mom I kind of have this thought and this idea that I need to be with my kids all day, right? Because I chose to be a stay-at-home mom. So I should be with them all the time. But I also have passions and desires that I want to be working on too. And I feel guilty when I either have them watch TV or something so that I can get stuff done. Or if I like, hey, you guys go play and you do your thing so that I can work on my stuff. So how do you just justify taking away from the time from your kids so that you can work on those passions and dreams? And now for a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Okay. I love this question. And I actually just recently created an Instagram post not very long ago about it. 
And as you use the word selfish, I think that we sometimes have to justify, right? As you say, because we feel guilty or like we are being selfish for wanting something more outside of parenting. And so as I was thinking about that question, this post came to mind where I talk about my two daughters and my youngest daughter, she just tried out for the tennis team and she made it. And it's a really big time commitment. And then she's working as a house cleaner for a couple of ladies in our neighborhood and all that. She's also keeping up on her wrestling work and she's learning how to drive. And then she has the nerve, let's say quotes, like the nerve to ask me if she could sign up for a gym pass. Right. And so then I talk about my oldest daughter who um, just finished up her summer school classes, but she was in summer school and she got hired on at the mom and baby unit in the hospital. And she also chose to keep her other CNA job as like a temporary, like a PRN type of on-call nurse. And she then also runs a gorgeous wedding cake business. So she's thriving. She's happy. She's making excellent money for a 19 year old. And then in this post, I'm being a little sarcastic, but like, can you believe it? She had the audacity to go and apply for nursing school, right? So as I tell you these stories, are you thinking, yay, right? These girls sound remarkable, right? Are you thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of them for going after their dreams. That's so awesome. Or are you thinking these things are going to take up so much time and so much money? I can't believe they're considering them. <laughs> right. And I bet you also didn't think, wow, how selfish these girls are because they are wanting to do something that they don't have time for and it's going to take up all this money. Mm-hmm. But what I have found is us as parents, we think that, right? We think that if we want to do something outside of our role as parents, that we are being selfish, spending time and money on something that, you know, maybe you won't have something to show for it. And of course, what I hear a lot is we can make the argument that allowing our kids to do these things, it's giving them experience and it's fun for kids. And it's just kind of what kids do. But those are the exact same arguments that we as parents could be making for our own dreams and desires as well. I I was just going to say, like, I think this is us to a T. I remember for the first five years of our marriage, we felt bad doing like girls nights and guy nights with our friends because we just felt like, that leaves Alexis with all the kids. Just this feeling that if I'm doing anything for me, then it's hurting the rest of my family. And, and yet I think in that light, it's like, well, no, you're not doing that. Like you're chasing your dreams and everybody should chase their dreams. So it's, it's framing, right? I think so. I mean, yeah, just like noticing what are we trying to accomplish and experience with this and why, why is us doing something that's bettering ourselves a selfish thing for everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's when you start getting the kids involved is when I struggle because I love what your daughters are doing. And I think that's amazing, but I know they don't have children yet. I have all these people who depend on me, you know? So how do I get past that? (laughs) (laughs) What is your biggest thing? Is it just like taking time away from your kids and taking money away from your budget? Is that like Yeah. Yeah. It's all those things. It's like, oh, well, shouldn't I be putting my time and effort into my children rather than time and effort into myself? I I think that's probably the the issue I have. Well, and I could have made the same argument for my kids. Like, wait, 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 you need to be putting all of your time and effort into school. You cannot do tennis. You cannot do wrestling. You cannot do the gym. Like that is selfish, right? Like school is what you were on this earth to do as a student, go do it. Right. And that we don't say those things to ourselves as parents. Like you put on this earth, you chose to be a parent. So go parent, right? We get to do other things as well. Yeah. I think the other thing for me is 
I don't feel like I'm doing parenting well. And so <laughs> I feel like I can't take time off doing something else because I'm already struggling at that. And so I should throw more time at it when I, I, I don't think that works out either. Yeah. I well, And I always have a counter argument for everyone's thinking just so they can, I say, crack their brain open to a new way of thinking. It doesn't mean that mine is right. And theirs is wrong or vice versa. But I think about my special education students, they're not doing this thing well. So what I, I just make them do it and do it and do it and do it. Or do I say, oh, but what do you do really well? What are you good at? And then kind of focus on those things as well as the thing that they're not doing good at. And as they learn and grow in these new interests, they start to become better at some of the things that maybe were harder for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think if we stare at our imperfections, it doesn't fix them, right? It, it just emphasizes them and you start feeling bad. And especially as a parent, I think that can spiral, right? And you you'll never like, be a good enough dad to justify going to guys night. I mean, right. come on, we're so hard on ourselves, but really we are right. And maybe if you said, but going to guys nights makes me appreciate my kids a little more, I show up a little bit better then it's just interesting to think, what if that thing actually turns in, and I'll even get to this, we get to talk about this, but what if that thing we want to do actually turns into, you know, a big blessing? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think we mostly focused on time. So now if we kind of, and we mentioned money a little bit, but what if we focus more on money now? So for example, I have been considering getting a master's degree, but I still have undergrad debt. And then after I get my master's degree, I don't really want to work full-time. I think I would still like to only just work part-time so that I'm flexible with my kids' schedules because I'd still like to be involved in the schools and all that type of thing. And so financially in my brain, it doesn't make sense to spend all that money on a master's degree when I still have to pay off undergrad debt. And then I'm not even going to make that money back (laughs) because I'm only going to work part-time. So I'm just like, is this dumb? Like if I am wasting all this money and time, you know, putting myself into this, that may not necessarily benefit my family in the way that I want it to. Yeah. This question probably is its own podcast and on its own, I have so much to say, but I'll, I'll kind of try to constrain it. But this is very much the same thinking that I just explained, right? Like, so if your kids are in piano or dance or sports or after school clubs or whatever, right, that takes time, but it also takes money most of the time from your family budget. And while sometimes it's a stress, again, we're not thinking this is wasting so much money. They are never going to make back this money, (laughs) right? You never think like this is never going to pay for their college education. You just do it. And you don't think that putting your kids in lessons won't quote unquote pay out. But when we, as parents have dreams, we feel like they need to pay out or they need to be justifiable. I have a kid that plays the oboe. No reason just wants to play the oboe, right? Is it going to turn out as a payout? I don't know, but sometimes we just need to explore those. And so ways that you can do that to kind of help you understand this a little bit more is when you try to put in perspective, if you should, you know, pay for it or not, is just ask yourself some of the reasons why you allow or possibly encourage your kids to participate in activities. And there's a lot of answers, but maybe it's just opportunities and experiences. So even though it may cost money for you to get this, do you want to experience life with a master's degree? Are you letting your kids do this just to teach them and then fill in the blank, whatever it is that they're doing, right? Help them to become more responsible, a team player, learn the value of hard work, or just for like entertainment and develop talents. There's so many reasons why we allow our kids to do this. And the thing is, is we just believe that that's okay. We just believe that it's what kids should do. Kids should take lessons and play sports and participate in extracurriculars. And we don't even question that thought. We just think it's a fact, right? It's normal for kids to do that. 
But what if we also believed it's normal for parents to do that too? What if it's okay, and it is, I'm giving you permission, for parents to have opportunities and experiences to explore and develop talents for entertainment outside of parenting or outside of our other roles that we have? So what would it change if you were to consider that that is just as true for you as it is for your kids? Another question to consider when deciding to take on your dream or passion is to ask yourself, how do you not feel when going after that dream and desire, right? And I really want you to like, maybe pause the podcast and take a minute. What's that thing you kind of want to go after? And when you think about not doing it, that you're like, you'll never get to, how are you feeling? Are you feeling lost or lonely or empty? Are you feeling like something is missing or that you're being held back or even like restricted? And so when you ask yourself how you feel, then ask yourself, do you want to feel that way for the rest of your life? Do you want to be a parent that feels empty and lost and lonely because you're deciding that going after your dreams is a waste of time or a waste of money. I love that so much. So I, my dream right now is a master's degree. What's your dream, Ellen? Do you have one? We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yes, we do. I'm not a dreamer. <laughs> that is true. That is something that I am such a dreamer and I want to do all the things. And Alan's just dream like, is to help you fulfill your, I'm dreams. so content where I'm <laughs> everyone. I, needs I, Alan. I think it's not, I don't know. I am not the same as Alexis in that she's very driven and always has 20 things she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I have questions about that of like, how do you pick from the 20 things oh, for Alexis's you. sake? <laughs> but for me, I feel like I have an awesome job. I have a family. I feel like I have my things and it's like more about pursuing at this point. And pursuing, pursuing what you already have. Pursuing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like the gap as acutely as you do. But I have that question. So how do you know? And I think maybe part of what you were just asking us to do of like pause and think, but how do you pick out, is this something that I like really, really want? Or is this just a distraction? Is this a waste of my time? A distraction is if like, do I not like what I'm doing here? So I want to go do this other thing. So I feel better at the thing I don't like. Right. I like to believe that though, if it's a desire, then we are also given the means, the talents, the skills to go after that desire. Mm. We might have to be creative and have faith, but I think that those things are there for us. I also believe desires are planted in our hearts for a reason, and we will find a way to accomplish them if they are true desires. And so something I do with my clients, and I think I even did this with Alexis, is just like, what do you feel like is going to happen when you fulfill that desire? And so sometimes we're not necessarily wanting the end result of, let's say a master's degree, but we want to feel a certain way. And so sometimes it's just exploring, how can I still feel that void or feel that certain way that I want to feel? And does it entail a master's degree? Does she really want the piece of paper? Does she want the job that comes with it? Or does she just want to maybe go to classes a few times a week and feel like she's learning and growing? So it's kind of like, what is that desire leading you to? And then exploring if it can get fulfilled in different ways. I recently though, just read a quote in a book. It's think like a monk, but he talks about how, of course, someday we're going to die. And we all know that. And with that realization, he says, does that compel you to live a life full of purpose and love? And then this is the part that I liked and not let our dreams and our desires die with us. So it's almost like if you are willing to die without your master's degree, or if you are willing to die without learning to crochet, then maybe it's not necessarily a dream or a passion that has to get fulfilled at the expense of it's something you could still work on. It's something you could still enjoy, 
but what is it that you're willing to do? And you're like, when I die, I really want to be able to say I did this thing and then just ask yourself why. And if you like that reason, then it probably is a true desire. And I also think that if it's a true desire, this will be something that you budget for. And you might have to be creative to find ways to earn money. You might have to be creative to pay for that desire or to trade time or to trade babysitting or whatever to accomplish your dream. And you might even have to borrow money for a desire. And especially here in the United States, like for schooling or training, right? That might be something that we decide to borrow money for. But if it's a true desire, then I believe that faith and trust will accompany that decision if you don't let the fear take over. So it's the fear, it's the what ifs, it's the unknowns that kill most of our dreams. And so I like to share this kind of thinking with my clients a lot because I work mostly with women. And so we have these big desires and dreams, but like Alexis is saying, we're afraid to spend money for it. But like our husbands want to do the same thing for school. We're like, sure, go for it. So when my husband went to physician assistant school, of course we had to borrow money for him to attend that school. And we didn't think things like, well, what if he only works part-time or what if he doesn't pass the certification test or what if he doesn't like it? Or what if he's not very good at it? We just trusted the desire. And we also trusted it, that it would lead us down a path that would somehow pay off. So when you get to thinking about how you're going to pay the money back or how it's going to look, sometimes that's where the fear creeps in, but you just have trust that this desire is going to lead you somewhere that will pay off in ways that you can't expect. And then the fun part about this story is I like to tell people is that he doesn't even practice as a physician assistant anymore, yet we're still paying off loans. And so are you thinking, oh my gosh, what a waste of money. That is so ridiculous. He left the career. He just wasted his time. But what we forget is that the PA path or your path, whatever it is, will lead us down what is our current path. Right. And so we sometimes don't know what that looks like. We just see the next thing in front of us like, oh, it's PA. I'll go do that. But right now he's the chief informational officer of the university. But I can guarantee you that neither of us have ever regretted or been upset that he's not practicing anymore. And so I really just want to encourage you that our desires take us down paths and take us to places that we could never imagine. So don't limit your desires based on what could happen or what you think might happen because what you're realizing, what could happen, or maybe you're not realizing, right? What could happen is that it's bringing you the most incredible blessings of your life. I love so many things about what you just said. So one is I think as a partner of a dreamer, I think it benefits them and the partner, the better you can articulate that, right? Because Alexis wants to do everything she sees. And so if she can better articulate, like, Alan, like, I couldn't live with myself if I knew that I died without XYZ. I think that helps her prioritize things and helps me be supportive of the right things, right? I'm very supportive of her pursuing her dreams, but I'm still human. And so I still don't love to be left hanging with the kids if it's just like a, I want to go crochet for 20 minutes because I it's interesting. So I think that understanding that yourself and maybe having really open conversations with your partner, the one who's going to shoulder some of the finances and time and everything else is also really important. And if you can just communicate, this is it, like, this is something I really need to do. Then I think it makes it easier on me. Like then do it, you know, like then all the money, all the time, all the babysitting, it's not babysitting, parenting, you <laughs> do it, right? Because I, I want to support that. 
Right. And I love that my husband and I honestly just had a conversation that he was thinking about going to get his PhD. And so he's the dreamer and I'm the more realistic person. So I was like, okay, what's it going to do for your career? How is it going to advance you? What doors is it going to open? Right. So I'm trying to figure out like, why are you doing this? If you already have a job and a career that you like, and the answer to a lot of those questions, it may not change his career. I'm sure some doors will be open, but it may not change the outlook of like what his day-to-day or our money financially or something like that. But what he told me is what you have to understand is he values learning. So nothing might change. Our bank account may not change. Actually, it might change for the negative, right? We're going to have to pay for this PhD, but we all value different things. And so maybe where I might value a girl's night out, or you may value the crocheting. If he just values learning, he's like, what is our money for? And so he just like, isn't that possibly what our money could be for? So there's not a resolve to this conversation. And it's probably not anything that may happen in a while. It was just kind of that starter, but I was just like, yeah, that's true. He's been working. We have some money and that's what he wants to do with this life. Who gets to judge whether he's crocheting or getting a PhD, just whatever propels us. Yeah. So once, and I think as the dreamer, that was kind of a hard thing for me was trying to prioritize what do I really want to do? But I definitely think you have to sit down and think through it. And like you said, you know, figure out what is going to really fill you and what, what feelings do you want? And shameless plug. Like, I think sometimes you need to get a third party advice. Like I think your time with Siri was huge in helping you clarify what's a dream and what's just something I've heard in whatever, you know, or like, what's a lack in our life. Lots of times we have a lack, Mm -hmm. right? So then we think, oh, this other thing will fulfill it, but it might just be looking at the life we have now and seeing where our confidence level is and where we're enjoying it and how we can enjoy it more and that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean that wanting something more means you have to be lacking. It just means sometimes we're chasing a feeling and it's right where we are. I call it repackage and repurpose it and grab that feeling in the life we have. Mm. Yep. So once we know what we want and are ready to pursue it, then how do you suggest coordinating with our partner when dividing up those time and responsibilities? Because now that means that's time that I could have been making dinner or taking kids to soccer or whatever. But if I'm in classes and a master's degree, I now I don't have the flexibility to do that. So how do you divide that time with your partner? Yeah. So the first thing that I really encourage is to schedule a time to schedule time to coordinate your schedule. (laughs) I know that's already basically that means set a specific time each week that you guys are going to honor the time and calendar together, right. And go through the obligations that's each one of you have. That's the most important because people say, well, I don't have time to do that, but you really don't have time at four o'clock to call him on your way to school and have the kid needing picking up for practice. And he's at work, right. That takes more time. So when you can do it without that stress of having to coordinate the last minute stuff, it actually takes less time and of course, less emotional energy. And then of course, Google calendar is definitely a a smart thing you guys can share um, with each other. And you can just be aware of each other's responsibilities. And then that way, maybe you're not scheduling things on top of other responsibilities that they may have in their other roles outside of parenting. And then just being flexible with each other and with your time. 
So for example, it may have always made sense that you, let's say if you were someone that worked out, you always worked out in the morning or the evening or whatever. But if that activity isn't happening anymore, like at the usual time or when it made sense, you might want to stop and ask yourself what is getting in the way of me completing this activity, whatever it is. And then you might want to ask yourself if you still want to make that activity a priority, right? If you notice something isn't happening, like Do you still want it to be there? And if the answer is yes, then ask yourself, when could you schedule it in like at another time and kind of be creative or what activity needs to drop, what action item on your schedule so that you can make time for that priority? Because lots of times we just keep adding things. But if we know, if we add this, we have to remove, you'll know what's worth removing and what's worth keeping. Mm -hmm. And then- even if one or both of you, right, want to pursue something outside of like, let's just say like our traditional roles, you know, like of being a parent and have a conversation about all the things that you guys do together that will still need to get done. Like carpools, house cleaning, mill shopping, you know, those kind of things. I kind of encourage my clients to write down those tasks that I'm going to say contribute to the family running smoothly, those things that we have committed to do, and then take the time to decide together if there are anything on that list that I like to say, can you hire out or do without? So do without may mean just the frequency. Like I had a client that balanced her checkbook every single day. And if she did it every day, is it making a bigger difference or is it improving her life? Can she just do it every month? So you just get to decide, are there things we do in a frequency way that we can do less of? or not doing it at all. There's some things that you can just decide we're not going to mow the backyard until I'm done with my master's and maybe you're okay with that. And so you just decide, I just won't do that. And then hiring out like carpools or grocery deliveries or house cleaners, or it doesn't necessarily have to involve money. You can just assign a kid to do that chore or that task. So deciding what can you hire out, do without. So if you want to create more time and more money to pursue a passion, You just ask yourself, are there things on this list, you know, like how you make your family run smoothly now that you could not do and be just fine. And can you not do it for that season? Like school is going to be like two years, or if you want to do softball, it's just going to be a few months. So it's kind of like during this season of time, whatever that may be, are there things on this list that you can hire out or do without? And then the final thing that I like to say is as a couple together, and this is probably something it sounds like that Alan's really been good at is noticing the blessings and the experiences and the opportunities that are coming to you and to your family as a result of going after those things outside of your traditional roles as a parent. When you mentioned the Google calendar, I kind of chuckled <laughs> to myself because I've been so against digital calendaring forever because I'm very much a paper person. And I do have like a chalkboard calendar in our kitchen so everyone can see. And our lives, I feel like this last year, as our kids are getting older, are just starting to get so busy that I I needed it to be digital. And I broke down. I was like, okay. I'm going to do digital. And I just put all of our stuff on there. So now Alan can see it. And he's, just, he's like, see, isn't this so much better? Cause he can see what's really it's happening. So I'll have Great. to also give a plug for the Google calendar. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And honestly, I have both. So like I take the Google calendar every Sunday when I plan and just put those things in my paper calendar, but at least like I can access it and know what my husband has going on. So then if he has a random late meeting, I know that not to schedule something else, or I'm going to have to figure out a baby sitting or carpool or whatever it may mean. And so it just reduces communication. 
in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yelling and screaming of how did you schedule that? I didn't know why you have to change it. That part, it reduces that part of communication. Yeah. It's so great. Cause I would all often have like a late meeting come up and I didn't know that so-and-so had a recital or whatever. And so now I can see it. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely helped us. It's been awesome, but I loved all of those. I love that. Again, it's a framing thing. We're so busy as parents that you can just think like, my life is full. There's no room for anything else. I can't pursue anything else. Instead of saying, if I put this in, is there something I would rather not do or do less in order to make room for this new thing? It's a very liberating way to think, oh, I have flexibility and I get to make choices. I do that at work all day long, but for some reason with my personal life, it doesn't feel like you just don't slow down and think about it. You just kind of get in your roles and your routines and you just do life instead of being conscious and saying, what do I really want to be doing with my time right now or this week or whatever? Yeah, I love that. And when we're clear on our priorities and what we want from life and and our goals and goals are not necessarily like a result-based, but a feeling and a connection, you know, those kinds of things. When we know what we're after and what we want, then it allows us to know which piece of the puzzle we need to remove and keep out to add another one in. Cause we're just like, oh, that really supports my priorities or it supports my values. And so, you know, that it's easy. Yes. Or an easy no, if it's supporting something that, you know, you have prioritized and value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. This has been so great, Siri. I hope that moms and dads are able to figure out how to pursue their dreams as, yeah. as, as those thoughts come up. But if people want to find more about you, where, where can they find you? I am on Instagram over at Siri Pain Coaching. So that's where I'm the most active. I also have a website, same thing, Siri Pain Coaching, and you can just come and get to know me, ask questions. I do one-on-one coaching. I, I'm starting a group right now. I don't know when this airs, so it may be too late, but I do do one-on-one coaching still. And then I do a mastermind group also for moms that are growing and running their businesses. Awesome. I love that. This is great. And again, series amazing. So if you're looking for a life coach, <laughs> definitely look into working with her because it really did help me so much. Just reframe how I was thinking about my life as a mom and also trying to do side hustle type stuff and doing those things together and how it fit into my life and what I had time for and the real feelings around it, which you kind of touched on is like, how am I really feeling about these things and why do I want these things to happen? So anyway, lots of good thought work and just helps put you in the the right mindset. I think. Thank you. I couldn't have a better compliment. So I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Alexis, thanks for your great research and your amazing editing. And Alan, thanks for showing up. <laughs> Happy to help. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or find us on our website at alexistannerlane.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids being kids.